1: City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the
2: popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, top of the morning to you. It's
0: a top of 14 degrees today with showers increasing throughout the afternoon. So good indoorsy type day to watch the footy. We've got Port taking on Collingwood. Is that later today, Bryce? Tonight, Tom. Tonight, yeah, prime time Saturday night viewing port first versus second, and the odds are pretty even there. So uh, always consider what you're putting out there. But we were asking on oh four two seven one double five one double six uh, who you're <laughs> <laughs> Tom, let Do you. are me let me just um, correct you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the text line is oh four two seven one five four one double six. That's the
0: Imagine the person who actually has that number and they get a text with the uh, the favourite um Australian team, they'll be like, What what the hell is going on? Well,
1: we do have one off the text line. Yes. The Woodies. The Woodies. Of course, Todd and Mark Woodbridge. Yeah. Tennis doubles. What a great combination.
0: They were The brothers. They were iconic. I don't think they were brothers, but um, No, they weren't? No. They- we <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Mark not- Todd. Mark Woodford and Todd Woodbridge. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I've had a
1: shocker there. They're not brothers, Bryce. There's one H H for me and you, say. (laughs)
0: Yeah, one for one. Uh, We'll uh, keep that tally going throughout the show. But, look, it's been a big week, Bryce. So let's have a look back at what the week that was. I don't care if
1: Monday's blue, Tuesday's grey.
0: There you go. Yes, it's been a big week in the news, Bryce, because we saw Stuart Jew spending time uh, with the Australian cricket team and we see this often with uh, elite people from one sport crossing over to another to help them out or to gauge some information, see what's out there. We've got Joel Selwood helping the Melbourne Storm out now with leadership and coaching down there. I remember Mick Malthouse, who was your coach at one stage. He used to gather war strategies, didn't he? And and a few things from other sports.
1: I think Mick was a big reader and yeah. a big war historian. So he would you know pull apart different things mm. from from wars and 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 then try and implement them in the you know, in your game plan or your, your pre-game speech. Yeah, but I think. uh, Coaches have been doing it for years, head it overseas in the off-season, go to big clubs, whether it's an EPL side or an NFL side, Mm. uh, other sporting franchises, and and sit in meetings and speak to their their high-performance team in terms of what what they're doing in that space as well, continually trying to upgrade their skills as a coach uh, and Mm. pick apart different strategies and and different ideas from other sports to, to try and implement it in in the game of AFL. It's been happening for years.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know Clarko uh, introduced his cluster. Uh, Now, don't quote me on this, but I I think from soccer in a box-shaped cluster. But uh, so many of these strategies are transferable from sport to sport. Now, big discussion during the week uh, in the AFL was how do we make this season a little more exciting at the end of the year, now, a wildcard round was considered. This is Andrew Dillon. It was put on the table with all the CEOs to discuss. Oh, well, we've got a,
1: a wide-ranging conversation tomorrow about competition structures, and, and what we're going to do is learn and have a look at what other competitions do. And, and we've seen wildcards work in other competitions, and it's really it's one of a number of things we're going to discuss. Um, last year, one of the conversations that we talked about was... Um, How would you play an extra round if you put it in the city? And we we saw that coming to gather round. I think anything we can do to progress our competition and make it as good as it can be interests me, whether it's a wild card or or something else, I'm really interested to hear what the CEOs have got to say.
0: Now, I want to get your thoughts, Gibber. What that essentially means is the top six are locked in. Seventh, eighth, ninth and tenth will play off for those final eight positions uh, I think it could could be exciting because the difference this year, as an example, between six and uh, between seventh and tenth, is minuscule.
1: It, it is. It's pretty tight in there, and you'd be pretty stiff to miss out. You know, and we've seen some uh, teams have had a draw, so mm. some of these teams might get in the finals with an extra two points with that draw. So it is tight. Look, I don't know. So would that mean they play an extra game? than everybody else leading into the the final series.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure of the machinations of it, but I think it it would be it would be an extra game leading or into the Or does it tie final into
1: maybe the round, the 12, final the, round. The 23 round to whoever It
0: worked. would probably work better tying into that final round where they uh, put them put them up against each other, well whereas the uh, top 6 teams will play each other and bottom bottom few teams will play each other as well, but I don't mind the idea because also the way the fixture is, you could have a team that f- scrapes into the eight who got to play West Coast twice and North Melbourne twice. And it, it's a bit of an, a, a balancer where you pit them up against each other and it creates a, a bit of extra excitement for the fans.
1: Well, isn't that draw that's created off the back of trying to make it, it, it as even as possible? I think the, mm. the bottom six sides are teamed up to play each other twice. The, the following yeah. year, the, the top six are the same. So to in a in a competition you know with draft picks and trying to make the mm. the competition as even as possible does does this just throw another spanner in the works in terms of you know allowing teams with an easier draw if mm. they can bounce quite quickly the following year get a get a chance in that that wild card spot look i, I don't know
0: yeah i I like it. I would like to see it. It's got nothing to do with the Crows uh, just sitting just outside of the finals contention. But um, I think it would make things fascinating also during the week. Now, we hear, we're starting to hear a little bit of this every year come draft time. It happened when Archie Perkins told interstate clubs not to draft him. And that, of course, it shaped the draft a little bit because they just go, well, what's the point in drafting him when he's going to fly home? Essendon got hold of him. Chad Wingard did it back in the day with GWS wanted to take him and he said, I'm not leaving SA. So I feel like this compromises the integrity of the draft. Now, there has been a rumour. This is not, we're not saying it's factual. It's just a discussion point. Uh, Sam McClure raised this point about Harley Reed. Being reticent to travel to Western Australia.
2: We need to have a serious discussion around Harley Reid. Yeah. The number one pick. Because rumors in the industry have been circulating for weeks now, and I've had it put to me on very good authority from multiple people that I trust, that Harley Reid has essentially told the West Coast Eagles that he doesn't want to be drafted there. Right. Now, I, I want to be really specific for our listeners. I'm not dressing this up. And I'm 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 not saying that Harley has called someone at West Coast saying don't draft me. It's never that dramatic. But I I think that there is some conversations that are starting to develop between the people that represent him. And from um you probably know as much if not more about this stuff than me. Mitch, so please feel free to jump in. His uncle has been doing a lot of uh the the negotiations along with his manager yeah. Nick Geishan.
0: Yeah. So what do you think of this Gibbon? Because I don't like the sound of it.
1: Well, uh, let's just take a deep breath here. There's, there's always going to be two sides to every story. Mm. So Sam McClure has come out and made a pretty bold statement, to, to say yeah. the least. Uh, and then Nick Geishin did come out and say that this is a rumour, this is not correct. So where, wherever it sits, somewhere in the middle, not sure. Yeah. But let's take away that, that example. The idea of, of players leading into a draft, and basically saying, no, I don't want to go to your club. Don't draft me. Like I, I that does doesn't sit well with no. me.
0: Compromises I, the integrity of the whole thing.
1: I, I certainly do. And and if you're if you have aspirations as a kid to play AFL and 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 go down that path, when you sign up to the draft to put mm. yourself in a pool with 200, 300 other eighteen-year-old kids to to get drafted to an AFL club. You put yourself out there to be drafted to any team in Australia. If a team from a different state wants to give you that opportunity, you should oblige and go over with your best intentions to give it
0: 110%. Yeah.
1: To to come in and, and pick and choose where you want to go before the draft, I just... I, I've got a problem with that.
0: Yeah, me as well. You can't – and the whole point of the bottom team having the number one pick is so that they can get the player which they choose to bump up the ladder. Now, uh, hypotheticals here, but it does get you thinking about what West Coast can do with that number one pick. I've had a think here, Bryce, because if they do go down the road of splitting that pick, they could get hypothetically a top five pick along with another first rounder this year – And another one next year, they could go in and pick a WA kid called Daniel Curtin. He's a athletic defender, top five guarantee, they say this year. WA kid, um, take another top 10 talent this year. And uh, you know, possibly use the other pick to lure back some young twenty twenty one year olds. Jeremy Sharp on the wing from West uh, from Gold Coast and Devon Robinson, who's struggling to crack into Brisbane's side, both in those early twenties. I feel like they could, you know, there's options there for the Eagles to get some building blocks in place.
1: Yeah, there certainly is, and we saw it happen with Jason Horn Francis mm. and and North Melbourne and, and Port uh, North. Were able to get a, a warlord in and a sheasel and and you know double up essentially from losing Jason Horn Francis. So I mean, if if West Coast feel that there's more value out there for moving that pick on to to bolster their stocks, that's absolutely a realistic option. But on the flip side, they might think Reed is that player, that generational type player, mm. marquee player, that in five years' time will be one of the, the best players in the competition and turn their their club around from from being on, on the bottom of the ladder.
0: Yeah. I mean, whatever way you look at it, Reid is going to be a fantastic player. I, d- I just think looking back to when the Crows threw the kitchen sink at North to get the number one pick so they could pick Horn Francis, in hindsight, it's lucky that that didn't come through because – what they were giving up ended up getting Adelaide, Rankin, Rochelle, and Dawson. Now, you'd never throw those three away just for Horn Francis. So, something to consider for the West Coast Eagles. Um, that's our week that was, Bryce. But, final topic, and it's an important one, is McDonald's are considering <laughs> having an all fries only restaurant. I can't understand the business rationale behind that. Would you go to the all fries restaurant?
1: Probably not. <laughs> I, I think there's there's better fries or chips at uh, other fast food chains. Yes, but maybe there's enough fries lovers out there that that's all they want to go and buy.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's like having a clothing store, but you only sell t shirts. Like, probably not the greatest business decision. Obviously, it's kicked off in America. Out of curiosity, Bryce, where are your favourite chips from?
1: <laughs> um. Guzmani Gomez do good chips. Just around the corner. Yeah, I I don't mind their chip selection.
0: The key is in the salt. Yes. They've got a lime chicken salt thing going on. I love chicken salt so much that people don't understand. So I ask for extra chicken salt, whether it's KFC or Gomez, I I will always ask for extra chicken salt, and they still don't comprehend how much salt I need. So when I eat the chip, I, I want my heart to pause just for 10 seconds. That's how I know I've got enough salt on my chips. Just to bring the heart rate down to a pause, then it kicks up again. That's how much I love the chicken salt. KFC, renowned for their chicken salt. There's some secrets going on there, Bryce.
1: There there certainly is. They can get a little bit soggy, though, KFC chips. If you don't tuck into them quick and sit in that that little box and just soggy up a little bit, which I don't – I'm not a fan
0: of them. no, no, yeah, you you've got to consume them straight away. Um, yes, we are in talking about the important <laughs> things right here. Up next, Bryce, we have got a report coming in from overnight uh, at the Ashes. Aussies have had their pants pulled down, uh, but there is potential for rain today, so we're going to find out all about that from Adam Collins and Barat race And it's currently 903 uh, so let's get to the news.